Tell a story, Nick. Um, no, because <laughs> this is going to end up being the intro. I just know it. Hey, welcome to episode 55 of Front Seat Gamer. I'm Nick. I'm here with Severn. Hey, Nick. And Blake. Hey. How's it going, guys? Good. Good. Happy birthday. What? Happy birthday. It's not, not my birthday. Oh. <laughs> it's a podcast birthday. Yep. Happy birthday podcast. Yep. Apparently, that was several weeks ago. Yeah, it was a few weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, the exact date of when we actually recorded is lost to time, but... Also, are we going from the unaired, terrible first episode? Oh, well, I don't we... even know when we did. <laughs> I okay. don't know. It's just March in general. Okay, it's our birthday month, so let's let's just have a well, have that. Uh, our podcast is officially at least two years old, so that's pretty cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you guys been playing? I, I can tell you what I've been playing. Zelda. Yep. I've been playing Zelda almost nonstop. Uh, I love that game. Last night I finished off all of the shrines i have like 250 korok seeds and i uh i packed up the wii u and i handed it over to blake this morning yeah what what are you gonna do now <sighs> go back to clash royale no man just just sit in a dark room in silence <laughs> how uh, about that ocarina of time <laughs> that game's fantastic uh i'll probably start playing some hearthstone because there's a new set coming out is there yep and oh, we can talk about that. In a I didn't even know. Uh, now, Severn, what have you been doing? Uh, I played a little more Horizon. Um, I'm on my way to Meridian. Okay. Um, just got out of the snowy, mountainy area. Yeah. I'm, I'm still pretty early in it. I've, I've been um, messing around with these hunting grounds, mm-hmm. getting these, uh, what are they, sun, half suns or whatever. Yeah, so those are like these areas where there's like a challenge, right, like a, to complete. Yeah. And then it ranks you and gives you a gold or bronze or whatever sun yep you're, you're, you're exactly right yeah um and i've done two of them and i just stumbled across my third oh cool so how many of those are there i think there are like eight of them according to okay the one of the keepers well after talking to one of them sure they're just like scattered across the the land so those um those hunting grounds are you doing them just to get those suns or is it it's actually fun to do it is kind of fun. Yeah. I was talking to Ryan about it. He he um he had some tips, and so I went back and uh, it's a, it's a really good way of grinding. For yeah, that's that's too. one of the things he said as well. Is like yeah, it's a great way to get blaze. Yeah, get blazed. So some some canisters. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I killed a lot of time. Okay, doing doing a bunch of that. I, I'm still only like twenty hours in. Uh yeah, it's pretty fun. That that game's enjoyable. Okay, so whenever I have some. Downtime, yeah. Just just going around and foraging is, is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, dude, I I really like it. Like I've I've been playing it as well. Bought a PlayStation. That was yep. pretty cool. Um, Finally, dude, I haven't bought this console and I haven't bought a console since the original Xbox. Jeez. And I bought it. I bought that for Fable. I, I got I got Molinude. Man, that's that must have been a disappointing. <laughs> yep. 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 Purchase. I got real Molinude. <laughs> oh man. Whole console for that. To be, uh. The original Xbox had some pretty good games, though. Yeah, like, it, it did. I, I it played some Halos. cool stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. I think it had Rally Sport. Oh, was, man. It had uh, Jade Empire. I remember uh, playing that on there. It had Morrowind, but uh, it took, like, 
a good five minutes for it to load in the oh, area. God. <laughs> it was like yeah, I never I never played awful. Morrowind on on the on that. Yeah, you you dodged a bullet. Yeah, I mean, it was that game is still fantastic, but uh, um, the load you'd, you'd go into one of those little like barrows or whatever, and you'd just watch the loading screen for longer than you'd actually be in there. Ooh. It was bad. Um, but yeah, playing Horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally do. I totally forgot the point I was about to make because we just like derailed about uh-huh. Morrowind. <laughs> Man, let's talk about Morrowind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've been playing Horizon. Yeah. Uh, how many hours do you think you've put in? Uh, I've I put in I think around thirteen. Okay. Yeah. And when did you pick it up? Last weekend. Okay, so that's, yeah, uh, that's a, a reasonable amount of, of play time. Yeah. I think uh, my my equivalent at this point, uh, I would have put in about twenty five or tw- or more hours on Zelda. Oh, okay, in yeah. the first week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're trying to say Zelda's a bit of game. So, so based on based I, on I'm more, I'm more saying that like I went real hard yeah. on that game. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I was going pretty hard on um, yeah. Horizon. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's it's cool. Like um, uh, you were talking about, like it's fun to just forage for stuff, mm-hmm. right? And um, I I really like how uh, you know you 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 look at something you want to craft, and you're like, oh, I need uh, I don't know, like five blaze canisters or something. Mm-hmm. So you actively have to go out and find the thing that has those, and then you have to think, what's the most um efficient way of killing these guys yep. without spending too much of the resource I need to get from them. Yeah, you know? right. it, yeah we kind of covered that. Yeah, we, yeah. To- we totally did, but like, <laughs> but isn't it it's true. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, that aspect of it is, is fucking great. Yep. Yeah, I think that, that balance is really good. Mm. But what's annoying is um, I spent uh, maybe, maybe two hours one night just doing this one hunting ground. Oh, yeah. And by the end of it, I was like, "Holy shit! I have no resources right now. Oh, I- I'm gonna have to like start foraging for yeah. the next like couple mm. couple hours." And that was sort of, you know, I didn't really want to do that. Yeah, interesting. Now, just because I used a lot of resources in the hunting is, ground, is that right. using up um, everything? Everything. Yeah, I was just using like rope. Uh, what is that? What are they? Tie casters and oh, okay. Oh, so you really needed to craft everything. Shock stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, oh, it was a lot of okay. stuff. And it had a lot of bellowbacks. Yeah, the dragon-looking things. Oh, dude, those things are. I I'm afraid of those. Yeah, yeah. I, I was avoiding them until I was like, wait a minute, these guys are the hunting grounds. Oh shit! And um, yeah, they're, they're just not fun. So, uh, what what kind of resources do you have to gather to take on those dudes? Uh, sticks. <laughs> yeah, you okay, need to really? you need to gather a lot of sticks. Yeah. sticks There's are, plenty sticks of sticks good though, for, yeah. for bows and rocks. Okay, uh, shards. Shards um, of what? I think they're a currency, actually. Okay. Oh yeah, they've uh, they're me- I guess, I'm guessing they're just metal. Mm. Okay. Interesting. A metal shard. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of resources. You, you get like uh, fatty meat, yep. stuff like that. Yep. And then you so you've got these resources. Let's say uh, uh, here's a question for both of you. Uh, You've got your inventory. How many uh, individual resources do you think you have right now? Like, as in, how many different types of resource? Uh, it, it splits across cu- a couple of things. You have, were they, like, power-ups and stuff, too? Like, resources? M- maybe, like, 70, okay. 75? It's mm. quite a lot. Yeah, there's there's a lot. And the thing I, I found was that um, uh, you need to... you. 
one of the first things I've been upgrading is my resource pouch mm. because you just run out of room when you're carrying so much. And the way they display it is that I was I had I think like thirty spaces, and so I would I would click on some uh, uh, dinosaur corpse to um, loot, yeah. and it would say like thirty out of thirty. So I'll be like, oh, I've already got like 30 of these resources, when actually what it's saying is that you have no room because you've oh, used yeah. 30 spaces mm. out of 30. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. So I, I had a, I had particularly had a mission to get um, uh, boar hide. Yeah. And every boar I looted, it said 30 out of 30. And I was like, I've got heaps. Like, why wow. is it telling me that this is wrong? Right. That, this is, that I don't have any. And then I looked and realized it was because those 30 had- resource spaces were filled. Right. And none of them were of boar hide. Wow. Now, uh, Zelda has a lot of resources as well. Yeah. Uh, in Zelda, though, uh, a resource I mean, there's no limit to the number of resources you can carry around, as far as I can tell. At yeah. least I haven't I haven't hit a limit. There are there are limitations on weapons and shields and bows, and there are actually even limitations on how much cooked food you can like. Okay. Recipe items you can things things you've created you can carry around, um, but like, uh, I I probably had more than a hundred different resources, and mm. I had some of those resources I had like hundred and fifty of them. Yeah. So how does it in, in uh, Horizon? You've got your thirty inventory slots. Is yeah. that like thirty individual things, or is that thirty stackable? No, that things? seems that seems to be thirty stackable things. Okay. Are there like stack size limits? Uh, I don't. I actually don't know because um, I don't look at my resource like inventory very often. Right. So I don't know if if things are split off into how many stacks. But I know I've got like something something like five hundred something twigs, <laughs> yeah. um, and I I don't know if that's using up more than one resource right. slot. A lot of twigs. Yeah, that's a lot of twigs. Well, you, you need them for crafting bows, uh, like arrows and and stuff. Yeah, you know, you need them. Twigs are a cornerstone of the <laughs> of the, <laughs> the economy in that game. Twigs, twigs are, are resources one. That's yeah, the, yeah. That's where everything builds up from, dude. That's like you, like right at the start. You uh, during the tutorial, you're taught to harvest twigs. <laughs> well, <laughs> is it fun to harvest twigs? Well, it's not fun, but it's fast. Okay. It's just like one click. Right. And you get them. Are they just on the ground or do you have no, to No, like... they're they're actually like they they do a really good job of um of uh like uh clearly displaying what the resources are like uh like for the plants. Yeah. So the twigs are always these like spindly little little trees that that don't have any branches on them. Okay. A, a very twiggy tree. Right, right. So you're like, there's some good twigs. All the, all, <laughs> mm, that's some good twigs. Yeah. And all, all the um, all the health uh, herbs are red. Okay. And uh, there are other herbs that do other things for making like potions and they're right. different colors. Like there's one that's like a resistance against like freezing or something. And that's a, I think that's white or something. I can't right, remember because right. I, I don't really use them. Um, but uh, yeah, they do a good job of like displaying what's what and so sure. you're walking along and you see they also highlight when when stuff is uh lootable yeah so you see these lootable things and you're like i don't need that but these twig this one here i know that's a twig so mm. I'm, I'm gonna need that and it only takes a like a, a second to to harvest it anyway it's not sure. like you know it's not like minecraft where you're punching a tree for yeah. five minutes <laughs> yeah they'll also do that thing where um if it's an uncommon resource It'll be like a green icon uh-huh. or a different colored icon. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, that's actually like, uh, been really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think we do that if a whole bunch in part of Excel. Yeah, we have different. Yeah, we have color. Which is great. Rarities. Yeah, mm. uh, it definitely helps you feel good when you found something rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it, it's quite striking the similarities between 
um, now I haven't played Horizon, and I know that the gameplay itself is probably quite different to Zelda, but the in terms of the uh, systems, uh, it sounds like there are quite a lot of striking similarities. Mm-hmm. Is that just open world in general? Like there well, were a lot of like I, I was seeing a lot of similarities between this and The Witcher as well. Okay, now I haven't played The Witcher either. Um, my my like last really deep experience with an open world game was Skyrim, which is quite a while yep. ago. That was twenty eleven. So I mean, you're harvesting stuff in Skyrim, so yes. But it's uh, in Skyrim, it it feels very different because everything's, for, uh, other than like insects that are flying around, things are containers. Yeah, everything is it's a container. It's like you go over to oh, an, an, a rock that has ore sticking out of it, and you click on, and you, you've got the ore container, mm. and you take the ore out of the ore container. Well, I mean, uh, Horizon is pretty similar with um, its its monsters. Like you kill a monster. You go over to it to loot it, and it comes up with a menu with of other things. Okay. And even the icon um, to show that it's lootable is a little like chest thing. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, now, for the listeners, I have just lent you my Wii U. Yeah. Uh, and we set up your your account. It's made and, me. Yep. You made, we made Blake's Blake. <laughs> um, uh, he's gonna start playing that hopefully in the next couple weeks. Yep. Um, I'm very curious to hear what you think of it. Yeah. Um, I'm also very excited because uh, that game's just so much fun. It's, uh, yeah, it's tough because, like, I'm really enjoying Horizon yes. a lot. Now, this is, like, this is something I'm, I'm thinking about. Like, uh, I don't want you to, like, feel pressured to rush through it. Right. But you have one hour. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but also you'll probably <laughs> want your Wii back yeah, at no, some I, point. I do probably, probably <laughs> I, I figured maybe we'd give you, like, a month or so. Okay. Uh, oh, that's good. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little less if you um yeah um but yeah uh, it's it's interesting the similarities and, and the minor differences especially in, mm. in just the way uh you collect resources in zelda uh when you kill enemies they sort of uh, for, for lack of a better term is sort of burn up and right. and leave resources on the ground that you can then just pick mm. up um which is uh it, it it takes no time at all you just like tap a mm. button for each resource nearby it also um, gives you. It, it's also you can see what you want to pick up and what you don't want to pick up, right? Uh, well, the thing is, there's no cost to picking any of it up. Oh, okay. The, the with the exception of weapons. Yeah. Uh, wep- because you've got limited weapon room, you may, you may not want to pick up a weapon. Okay. But uh, everything else, because it's unlimited space, you just you just grab it. Oh, okay. Because there's no cost to take. Yeah. Um, what's interesting though is the difference between having those items in a container versus just in the world. Uh, is important in Zelda because objects in the world are interactable. Mm. So, like, you kill... Uh, earlier on, I was showing Blake a little bit of gameplay, and there were these blue jelly-looking things. They're called choo-choos. <laughs> and, uh, and they're... Uh, one, of, one of the features of them is they, they react with the elements. So if they get, like, struck by lightning or whatever, they'll, they'll sort of change. Mm. Um, and uh, what you get out of killing them also changes based on how, how they've reacted to elements. If you use a fire sword, for example, to kill them, you'll get red choo-choo jelly right. as opposed to just yeah. choo-choo jelly. Oh, so, uh, that, so that's like that video we saw of the guy that killed the the cow and he got... He got some cooked steak. Yeah, some yeah. cooked steak out yeah, of it. Yeah, because he killed it with fire. Yeah. Um, now, the reason I bring this up is because when those red choo-choo jellies are in the world, uh, they're interactable. If you shoot it with an arrow, it'll yep. explode and deal okay. fire damage to stuff that's nearby. Um, and so it's the, cool. the the difference, the, the fact that it's not in a container can mm. actually influence 
what happens in the course of a fight. Mm. If you've if you've just killed a choo choo and there's a bunch of other monsters around, you may consider rather than picking that up, I'm gonna shoot it with an arrow and mm. and, and try and blast the other nearby dudes with it. Um, so I, I that's one little uh, sort of interesting follow follow up mechanic, I guess. It's mm. like uh, as a result of how objects are are presented, uh, things can change. Um, it it I, I think it's cool that it um. Zelda makes everything seem like it's very physically. It's very physical. It's part of the world. Yeah, it's all yes. like part of the world. Like you're, you're talking last week about cooking and how you had to physically put stuff yeah, in a you, pot. You grab and, the items and you're holding yeah. them in your hands, and then you you walk over to the pot and you you drop them in yeah. basically. Whereas you know in uh, Horizon, it's just like a menu thing, and you hold the button for a while, and then yeah. you made the thing. Now, uh, I I, now I love Zelda. I've been playing it like crazy. Um, the cooking can become frustrating mm-hmm. because of that, because you now there's like an extra task involved. Yep. In in cooking stuff, like you have to you go to your menu, you select the items you want to hold, mm-hmm. and then you you exit the menu and you you cook it. Um, so that's uh, I kind of wish that there were a more streamlined way of handling that, but then you'd also lose some of the interesting. Uh, alternate cooking methods that you have. Right. Like if you accidentally light a fire on the ground, you can throw meat on, on the fire. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's or, cool. Or even uh, if you find like, if you're in a cold area and there's like a little puddle, you can you can drop stuff in that and it'll, it'll like freeze or whatever. Oh, wow. And so there's like different interactions you can have um, This uh, based on the fact that you have it all happens in the world. Hmm. Um, but it does mean that when you are You've you've got your resources and you're preparing for like a fight or whatever, and you're and you're just trying to blow through all your ingredients to to cook to to prepare yourself. It takes a while, right? Um, Can you, Nick? Yeah. Uh, now, every everything's kind of living in the Zelda world. Yeah. Can, can you put? Can you make like a nice casserole and leave it outside of this cave cave entrance, uh-huh. and then use it as bait to attract a monster, and then. Uh, do, like, do monsters eat in that Yeah, game? that's a good they point. They do. Do they? Yes. Do they get the bonus so, from that food? <laughs> let, let, me tell you, let me tell you, uh, I don't know that they get a... Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I, I actually really don't know. I'll tell you what happened, though. This is this was one of my first moments in Zelda. I, mm-hmm. I got off of the tutorial area thing. Um, I, I just sailed down, and I, I see a, a horse. And so I, I jump, and I, I tame... I try and, like, sneak up on the horse, and I, I jump on it, and I tame it. And, and now I'm, I'm riding it around. Mm-hmm. And I see this giant moblin guy. He's like a sort of a sort of mid-tier difficulty dude, and uh, I'm like, oh, that's that's weird. That, I, I might stay away from that. But I also see a fox, and I went, oh, that's cool, a fox. So I, I start chasing it, <laughs> and I shoot it with an arrow, and the fox dies, and the moblin runs over, grabs the meat, and starts eating it. Oh wow! <laughs> and I'm like, well, Jeez. and then he sees me and starts chasing <laughs> after me. That is so, cool. Uh, that was like one of my first moments in the broader world was mm-hmm. was That's seeing cool. the that that play out like yep. uh and in fact sometimes they give you these gameplay tips between uh areas if you're going from like the world into a shrine or whatever there's a load screen and they'll they'll give you tips and they'll tell you things like uh lizophos are uh carnivorous so they'll eat meat fish and insects hmm. and so that's just a thing you you learn and and that can influence how you like encounter mm. a battle like you see a bunch of lizophos you might throw a fish out and see if i have a, I have a question can you make poison food uh that's a good question i haven't i i don't i, I don't think so ah. um in fact i don't think you can drop 
cooked food. Oh, right. Once it's in your inventory, there's never a like, food is never bad for you. Mm-hmm. It's only like less good than it could have been. Right, right. Like if, if I take some nice meat and I throw in some bug bits and, and, a, and a monster horn, uh, I'll get dubious food. As, mm. as the result and it'll it'll heal me for less than just like the plain meat probably would have yep. okay. um, but it'll still heal me okay um so uh this might be a good time to inject a question from the listener yeah uh which you have there yes this is because the... i was thinking that um you talking about how everything is very like uh like it, it's all in the world right yeah so um does that feel jarring then that you're going into the menu and pausing the whole game constantly to switch weapons? Right. Um, Which is like kind of what they're talking about in the in that question. Uh yeah. So it it depends. The the menu's pretty quick. It's on the D-pad. You press like the the right arrow or whatever and and your sort of sliding weapon menu pops up and you can really quickly select whatever weapon you want and you'll mm. switch to it. But and and it pauses time while that's happening. Um and I will often do this several times in any given battle, especially large-scale battles, mm-hmm. because I might decide, oh, this guy's got, like, a long-range weapon. I need my shield for this. Like, uh, so I'll switch to my one-handed weapon. Or this guy this guy is just carrying around a bone or whatever. Um, I'll switch to my spear because I can outrange him. Um, so uh, I, I am regularly making weapon choices based on what the battle calls for. Um, and I, I didn't find that... Uh, obtrusive but i i can definitely see that some people might mm. if you are looking for like a a super fast pace like devil may cry style you just jump from enemy to enemy and you're you're constantly fighting and, and nothing's really stopping you then uh that's not what you're gonna get um, uh, horizon does a thing when you switch weapons it doesn't pause but it slows down time so right. much that it's almost paused but if you mm. take too long like something would hit you if it was right. charging towards you. Yeah. No, this this straight up freezes time. Yeah. <laughs> um there is a time slowing element based on like shooting in the air. Stuff slow, slows down while you're shooting in the air. Okay. Which is kind of neat and it comes into play reasonably often. Hmm. So that's that's And can you abuse it like you can in Horizon you just keep jumping in the air and <laughs> slowing down time? Uh I don't think so because it uses up stamina. Oh, okay. While you're doing it, that's which nice. is an interesting uh, balance mechanism is if you're for example using your stamina to glide down to an area mm-hmm. and then you see something you want to shoot from the air uh, shooting it from the air may mean that you then run out of stamina before you reach your destination because it uses up stamina mm-hmm. quite a lot more quickly right uh, stamina in that game is just so well handled in my opinion I just love that game <laughs> let's really talk about like some it. horizon though I oh, keep yeah. I keep swinging it back to Zelda um, well, the th- I mean, they're two big games that came out at the same they time. Are. They're going to get compared, even and, though they're different. Well, the thing is, they they are different, but they they also have a lot of resemblances. Mm. Uh, it just even even in terms of theme, they are both sort of post technology societies mm-hmm. uh, that are dealing with the out the, the the fallout from a previous age. Yeah, you know, um, in Horizon, I really like that uh, they're not. They're not aware of the apocalypse. Okay. Like the the tribes people that you're part of, this is just how they've always been and it's always right. been like that forever. And there was a there's a part where um uh it's not this ain't a spoiler, don't worry about it. Um there's a part where you're walking through a village and you see a an old lady 
um, basically like telling their oral traditions or their, their oral like history. And you can sit down and just listen. And I just sat down for like 10 minutes and like listened to it. And she's talking about how like, oh, in the beginning there were like, there were the, the humans and the machines and the animals and we all lived together in harmony. And, uh-huh. and then uh, one group of humans like wanted to use the machines for nefarious reasons or whatever. And I'm sitting, and I'm sitting there thinking like, this, that's, that's not the world. Right. Like that's not what happened, but this is, this is their belief. Of this what is happened. yeah, their belief of, how right. it's always they're, been they're the unreliable narrators yeah they of. totally are yeah. and it's it's such a weird it's such a weird place i think for the player to be in because the character doesn't know this the player knows that there was an apocalypse um mm. and like walking around and like looking at t- like rusted out tanks and rusted out school buses and stuff you, the player knows what those are yeah but the the character doesn't right interesting that's cool yeah um, and i i yeah and i i just like that um you know they 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 had their own culture that, yeah. that their own mythology yeah. to explain what was around the world that you, you can see how they maybe arrived to that conclusion, but yeah. you, as someone who knows what those objects are, yeah. uh, they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's neat. You've been playing quite a lot of it as well, Severin, right? Uh, yeah. A little bit now. You had, I've been goofing around. Yeah. You've been goofing around. Uh, Blake sounds like he's been sort of following the story a little more. Mm. Uh, what, what made you not follow the story? Um, I, I got a mission, a main storyline mission, which said go to Meridian. And it was all the way over on the left side of the map. Yeah. And I just stocked up on some map locations. Uh-huh. And I just looked through my side quests and stuff and saw, shit, I hadn't yeah. done any of it. And also Ryan was throwing down challenges of like, <laughs> you, you, you want to hit up these uh, hunting grounds. And yeah, so he, he said the same thing to me, but I was like, ah. I can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I just looked through and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll check, I'll check it out. Um, and it was a good waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I am, I am slowly making my way to Meridian. Okay. Um, that's the thing. Like, so am I. I'm not, I'm not just following the main story, but it does have that thing of that Skyrim had where it's like your main thing is to go to a location that's on the other side of the map, basically, mm-hmm. and you're free to get into as many side right. adventures as you want along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. The um, the the map's starting to open up. I got out of the uh, the snowy, the snow capped mountain area. Yeah, looked into the distance and saw massive flying eagles. Oh, what? Like, Holy crap! And I was like, shit! It, it's it, the the actual environment looks more barren. Okay. Like wow. it actually looks more threatening. Jesus. And, and you know the first two monsters that I see, the robot dinosaur monsters. Yeah. <laughs> it's a f- massive flying eagle just circling around uh-huh. and. These huge bulls, which are, um, you know, you've got the long horn things. Yeah. What are they called? The um, broad horns. Yeah, yeah. The the rideable ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are these other things called tramplers, I think. <laughs> and they are huge. They, oh, man. they look like three times larger than that thing. Jesus. And um, they're just hanging out. Oh, man. See, I thought I was doing pretty good because I'd gotten good at now at stealth killing stuff yep. in like one shot. Yep. Um, but I still stay away from the big stuff. Yep. So if there's just more big stuff like coming up, I'm gonna have to change how I play. When I look at the monsters that I haven't discovered yet, yeah, my entire bottom row is pretty much blank. Oh shit! Yeah, actually, <laughs> um, yeah, same. So there's a lot of shit there. Um, I actually had a question because I, all I've really seen of Horizon is like the E3 demos and, and a little mm. bit of Blake playing today and mm. like 
obviously you guys have been talking about it and, and people who work talk about it and I, but one thing i haven't really heard very much about at all is like uh how advancement and progression is handled now uh earlier you mentioned blake was level 16 mm. so there is that like there, there's like experience is that yep yep you gain you gain levels it's one of those exponential scales okay um yeah, you, you get skill points for each level that you go up. You get yep. more health and whatever um, okay. as you level up as well. That's pretty much it. You and there's a small basic ass skill tree. Right. So with uh, the Elder Scrolls games, you have level ups as well. Mm. It's not quite the same like experience barred structure system, but your level can influence. Uh, obviously, you get stronger, but you also. F- uh, you, it can mean you face tougher enemies, mm. uh, regardless of where you are in the world, yep. and that's part of how they handle uh, keeping the game challenging throughout, like your your time. Mm. Is you, they'll introduce, you know, you you start off and you have like bandits and no armor, and they're using crappy weapons, and mm. then, you know, by the end of, by the time you finish the story, they're they're all wearing like dragon bone or mm. or, or glass armor, or whatever it is, you know, and they're using high level spells and all sorts of stuff is that the, how how does a uh, horizon handle that situation i think it's just like the further you travel in the map the, the harder enemies you is. find like yeah it sounds like it sounds like that like no it, no it definitely is because even the small area that i've been in which is still pretty much the beginning area uh i'm starting to see stuff that's actually big and i'm afraid of and don't want to like right. tangle with unless i've got a really good plan of you know of, of dealing with it mm. but, um, but also you could you could go into battles uh underestimating the enemy uh-huh. like just simple enemies mm. right and you could be caught off guard and do you know what i mean like yes the game has that um scale towards enemies just being more difficult yeah but they also have a thing the gameplay is uh, designed quite well where you know you could just be unprepared and right. they, they could catch you off guard okay and they could screw you as in like you you think you're in a safe area and then something yep. swoops down from above and, and now you're in a fight uh, well you you like see a watcher and you're like oh it's just one watcher take it out miss it starts calling for other watchers okay and then you're just yeah, you're mm. getting right. Interesting. By these, like the lowest level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that that's that's a good point. Like, um, those watches are like the the lowest level, uh, robot dinosaur. <laughs> yep. Um, and after a while, they start off quite threatening, because they're you know you don't know how to handle them. But then after a while, you just say, I'm just one shotting these guys. It's yep. fine. And then you start to become overconfident, and the game will punish you for it if you just if oh. if you don't think too much about what you're doing yeah um there was a there was a mission i did recently uh where i had to take out some uh enemy camps and these were humans and um there were three camps and i'd taken out two of them stealthily yeah so that nobody knew i was there and i was like this is easy i'm I'm just gonna fucking roll over the third one ran in there i saw some explosive barrels i shot them everything went to hell dinosaurs that i didn't know were there which were under control of the of the guys yep. of these enemies showed up wrecked started wrecking me like it was a complete disaster and it was wow. all because i was just overconfident and thought that i was like you, just, you got careless yeah, yeah yeah when i should have just been as cautious as i was before and and right got in there huh that's cool now <laughs> uh 
Uh, one of the questions we were sent was about uh, the way Zelda saves. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll really briefly answer that. They've got auto-saving really fre- frequently. When you enter a new area or uh, when you, like, open a chest or find any – really almost anything that, like, in some way enhance, imp- progresses your character or you do something that's positive, the game will auto-save. Uh, and that means that, like, when you inevitably come up against something that kills you or if you, you know, fall off a cliff or whatever, uh, you don't really – lose that much progress uh but then you've also got your ability to manuals manually save uh which makes that really simple um uh and the real question was like what happens if you if you've used a bunch of items in your inventory between the auto save and your death uh where do those items go and then they just come back i think mm. it, it just it goes back to whatever state it was when the game saved um there might be some exceptions with like buffs that you have on you at the time okay i, I don't fully remember so it's but, just a reload. It's not a respawn. It's just yeah, pretty much. You just reload from the last save point. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, in in Horizon, is it how how is that checkpointing handled? I think it's basically the same. Like you don't respawn anywhere. You don't wake up in right. like a hospital or anything. Mm. You just reload from your last save point. Okay. How does it does it save regularly? Um, yeah, it seems to auto save. Kind of regularly. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I. It, it's almost uh, before almost any major encounter that you go into. Okay. Um, but they've also got these uh, campfires all over the place. Right. Uh, which is where you can quick save and manually save. Um, so okay, so you have to be at a specific place to manually save. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, that's. Uh, does that. Now, I mean, a lot of games use the sort of save point system. Yeah. Especially older games, like Final Fantasy VII is, is the one I always think of. Mm. Um, and it was used to make sure that you had a good place to restart. Yeah. When you, like, often you'd find a save point just before a boss. Yep. Um, but it also meant that, like, there was uh, a base level of challenge involved. Like, mm. you couldn't. You couldn't just roll through a dungeon auto-saving after every single enemy. Mm. Um, like, you know, I, I used to play, like, Elder Scrolls game, like you Morrowind. save with, all, with like, all the way. Yeah, F, yep. F5 or whatever directly in your, yep. my finger at all times. After every, uh, you go through every room, F5 yep. here. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Doom, for example, Doom 3, I think, really suffered because of the ability to just auto-save yeah, whenever yeah. you wanted. Um, so... Uh, it's interesting that they went with a with a save point system. Do you feel like yeah. well, that... they've, I mean, they went with a save point and with autosave. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I th- I mean, yeah. I'm not sure why they decide to do that. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because in Witcher, you can just save wherever you want. Right. Um, do you find that uh, you ever encounter you you ever in a in a fight where you you think to yourself, oh, I really don't want to lose here because my last save point or whatever, or I don't, I don't, I think it's gonna put me back really far away. Uh, yeah, sometimes, but um, they seem pretty good so far with okay. where their um, where those save points are. Sure. Um, and their auto save seems to be really good. That if you did die in an encounter, you'd reload just before that encounter. Right. That's pretty good. Um, and that seems to happen even just out in the wild as well. Mm-hmm. Like you just walk into an area, there's a bunch of tough dinosaurs there and you get killed 
it'll reload you just before you entered that area. Nice. Like it seems, it seems to have on on the map. You can clearly see, like it, it's it shows you where certain dinosaurs are, and it's almost as if like when you walk into that area, it auto saves somewhere. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, I, but I mean, I'm just guessing. Sure. Because you know, I I uh, I've only died like a few times and had to be reloaded and it was always just before whatever the encounter counter was right so yeah. is there anything else you wanted to mention about horizon before we move on um i'm gonna say how much it's like the witcher okay yeah let's talk about that. it's so much it's so much like the witcher it's crazy it's so much like the witcher uh except in a way more fun i think like mm-hmm. horizon has uh i i i think horizon is uh, a real stealth game Mm-hmm. Like it's really heavy on the stealth. You get you do more damage for stealth kills. Uh-huh. Um, there's tall grass to hide in everywhere, which is really nicely signposted because it's always got like this red sort of flowery stuff on top, and you can always tell from a distance. I can hide in that grass, and it's right. great. Um, but uh, some of its like quests are almost exactly taken from The Witcher. Can you give me an example? Really? Yeah, exactly. Like. Oh, she has this uh, thing that she is called a focus, which is just like an aug- augmented reality thing. Yeah, and it shows, um, it, it highlights the the like any enemies around and yep. points of interest and stuff like that. Um, but there are there are missions where uh, you'll walk walk up to somewhere and there'll be uh, some blood on the ground or something. Sure, and you'll turn on your focus and she'll invest and a prompt will be come up to investigate it. That is exactly what things that happen in The Witcher. Right. Right. And you'll investigate it and then you'll go into your focus and then uh, you'll you'll be able to follow a path using the focus, which is exactly like using your Witcher sense and following <laughs> a path in The Witcher. And it'll lead you to another point of interest and to investigate and she'll say some stuff and be like, oh, it looks like there was a... Or she'll pull an arrow out of a thing and be like, oh, this looks like a Nora arrow. There mm. must be some things. Oh, there must be some tracks around. Go into the focus, follow those tracks. That's exactly like the stuff that happens in The Witcher where he's like, oh, it looks like a werewolf has been here. We'll have to, oh, there's a blood trail. I'll follow it with my witcher sense. And, and yeah, it's exactly the same. It's Man, amazing. I'm, 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 I feel down about that. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> funny, be, it's funny because you were uh, basically calling... Uh, Witcher quests, what, fetch quests, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And how do you feel about the quests in Horizon? They're okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's some fe- there's fetch quests. There's, there's basically fetch quests, there's right? There's some actual fanboying going on from my end. Yeah. I, I like Gorilla. Yeah, I, yeah. I like what they make. Um, so so that's going on. But man, the Witcher. I I think I just hate that Gerald guy. <laughs> but dude, how, how is how is killing animals and stuff in the Witcher? In the Witcher, well, that's a you thing. Like compare that that. To yeah, it. yeah. So that's the thing. Like the encounters in in the Witcher are um, like it, just in general, like in the in the environment when when it's not like a major monster fight, mm. they're pretty lame. You're just like slashing your sword around. You um. You still want to like react differently to different enemy types, mm-hmm. and you might want to use different like spells and stuff on them. Yep. But that's as far as it goes. Like, um, whereas like in Horizon, you need to pl- you kind of up every encounter you're planning out what you're gonna do. Yeah, you know you're looking at um, their uh, their pathing because you can use a focus to see where enemies path, and you can lay traps and things like that, and mm. how to deal with them. Um, even, you know, and, and that goes exactly the same for the big, the big 
guys as well. Like yep. you're you're just planting more traps and and trying to come up with like more ways of luring it into a certain spot and stuff sure. like that. Whereas in The Witcher, you're going against the big guys. It's really just uh, what potion is going to work best with this, what spell is going to work best with this, right. and then I'm just going to hit it a bunch of times, okay. and and it'll it'll die. Interesting. Um, the I, uh, it, I, I, actually, I had a question about the tracking. Yeah. Uh, let's say you come across the thing that lets you track. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't use the tracking, would you be able to see all of the evidence that, she, um, that she's so the, talking about? So I, in one case, there was like for sure, like you yeah. could clearly see a blood trail, but it wasn't exactly noticeable unless it was pointed out to you. Right. And then you're like, oh yeah, there is a there are spl- blood splats here, you know. Okay. But they might be kind of further apart, whereas the uh, the tracker just has a kind of. Uh, uh, continuous line you know sure. mm-hmm. um i noticed that with the witcher as well like uh you can actually see the blood that he's tracking um footprints are another thing like you don't always see the footprints that he's supposedly tracking right okay. um depending on what surfaces like he'll be tracking it through tall grass and like, i can't see any footprints through here this is sure, crazy sure sure yeah um, but going through like you know some mud or something you'll clearly see and if it's a if it's a monster he's tracking it's clearly uh, a monster footprint because they right. want to highlight this fucking monster coming up. Get ready. Do you uh, feel like they could have just left that up to you? Because um, I, I, you, uh, Zelda does not often spell things out for you. Yeah, um, and I really I, was one of the things I quite enjoyed about it was they would give you just enough to put the puzzle together. Okay. Yeah, it would like I do like that idea of like. Um, of seeing the blood trail yourself or even just giving the hint of investigating it and then her saying to herself there's blood um i wonder if there's i'll see if there's a trail or i'll you know follow a trail and then you have to physically look for it instead of just clicking on the thing and then automatically knowing where it is yeah um it was it's like that thing i was saying in um in um dishonored right where i turned off all the all the quest tracking Uh because i it did such a good job of signposting you through environment stuff of, of where things were. Right. And that was far more interesting than just following from one point to another because the HUD was telling me to. Gotcha. Um, but at, like, like I, I wonder if that would just get annoying in the game. I would find it annoying. Yeah. I kind of don't care about these missions. Yeah. And so I want just to tell me where to go. So you just do it and you're just like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I would probably get annoyed. Because it's also... on how well they do that. Um, yeah. You know, the, the blood spatter. I mean, they could really signpost the blood and be like, look at this fucking river of blood that you have to follow. Yeah. Um, but also like, that is not really... The, the game is not tracking. It's not a it's not a tracking game. Yep. Sure. Um, so you're not really... You're not hunting stuff down based on blood splats or like footprints or anything okay. so those those missions are just sort of uh i don't know kind of off to the side kind of thing you know mm. they're just not something that you really think too much about whereas like the real tracking comes from um like deciding how you're going to sneak up on something that you've seen you know right you're that, figuring out your 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 path of attack or yeah whatever. yeah like that's the real sure. sort of hunting type thing it's not really the the, the, the tracking stuff Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Th- those encounters are really, really fun. Uh, I I used to just roll in there, 
you know, with my spear. Yeah. Did you get wasted? Yeah, yeah. I, I would. Um, but now I'm laying down traps in front of me. And so when, when uh, enemies charged, you know, the, this freaking trap is just taking them out right in front of me. And then I can yeah. just run up to it and stab the thing. Um, and, and you'll actually, well, I'll go into my notebook often, have a look at what, what this dinosaur is vulnerable to and how and where to find, you know, uh, its blaze canisters or whatever. Mm. Because the cool thing about blaze canisters is when you when you take them out with fire, it'll actually explode on top of the thing. Right. And Bla- blaze, I assume, is like gasoline or something. Yeah. Sure. Um. And so it'll explode, and on certain animal and uh, dinosaurs, <laughs> they'll um they'll take out other ones. So you can kind of like weaken them. Right. Set one off, and then it just makes this massive chain reaction. That's one, cool. One of my favorite things to do is like sneak up on a a bunch of those those guys that have the blaze canisters and you can usually like i can get three shots off before any of them have actually really noticed nice so you shoot their three blade different like three animals blaze canisters mm. and then one by one they all explode and then the entire herd is just taken out and you just stroll out there and like take <laughs> it's awesome. great that's pretty cool yeah um yeah it's it, it it's it's a it's a seriously good game like it's it's a i'm I'm actually finding it a more fun stealth game than Dishonored. Jeez. Yeah. Well, which is kind of funny because like Dishonored is all stealth, but I, I I was thinking that um, I think it's the third person view that um, that is really uh, like making the stealth thing uh, fun because because like you can see more. Mm. Um, in Dishonored, I feel like I have such a narrow view that I'll think that like an enemy is is on its own and nobody else is seeing it. I'll jump down there, but no, there was somebody else that I didn't see because my view is just so narrow. Right. But that third person view, you can you can see a, a huge amount, so you get a better sense of what's around you than yeah. you do in Dishonored. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I find e- even in driving games, I w- I won't. Uh, play it in view of where the driver is yeah. i'll usually pull it back yeah because it's just so, so restricted like, car, right? you can't, car awareness yeah you know? yeah i guess it's just because in a in a video game you can't really get a, a good sense of what's all around you like you can in real life yeah, like, you can't you can't literally look behind you yeah yeah i mean there's vr and stuff yeah you know, which does mean you can literally look yeah i mean <laughs> a, a vr stealth game might be a, a real interesting thing yeah actually that, that might be the the best use case for VR yeah. I've heard so far. You can actually like peek around corners yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be uh, on board with that. It's a great, it's a great game and um, you should you should play it. I should lend you the PlayStation that's, in a little while. That's the plan, I think, yep. is you're you're going to play through it and then now that we're, we're basically going to exchange consoles for a little while. Yep. And I'll, I'll get to play some Horizon. That's going to be fun. Um, I, there's one thing I wanted to talk about really briefly. It's oh, completely yeah. unrelated to anything else. <laughs> but do you remember a while ago I talked about Survivor. Yes. Oh my God. I as a, remember as a that. Game that was like, a, what was that like two years ago? Oh, wait a it minute. Was a while ago. No. It was, it was a good while ago. No. What? What is the game? This Survivor? No. Well, oh, actually, there is. I, we, when we went to Las Vegas, we found out a Survivor slot machine. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, uh, but Survivor's back on. Yep. Uh, this season's, back on. This season's called Game Changers. Oh, whoa. And um, they've been doing some really interesting little twists. For example, in normal Survivor in Tribal Council, yeah, if there is a draw, uh, people vote again. Now, with, what this means is, in the, like a case of like, if there's nine people in a tribe, uh, the majority group 
can split the vote so that like two of people that they want to get out each get three votes and then oh it's a God. three-way tie yeah and um if anybody played a hit like a hidden immunity idol they now have an op- another opportunity to vote out the other person instead so it's a, it's a safe play okay it's, it's a now well-developed survivor strategy huh in this round in, in this season uh if there's a draw they go to basically they call it drawing rocks it basically means someone at random is going out and so like no longer can you do the, the play it safe oh, strategy. oh yeah yeah on top of that uh they had a tribal council last time uh where they, they had three tri- three tribes and only one tribe at the immunity challenge got immunity and then both tribes went to tribal council and together voted one person out Oh wow! Which, yeah, which has it means like you're you're sort of playing the long game and the short game at the same time. Now the reason I bring this up is because it made me realize Survivor does these like little mechanics changes every season, and so do we. No, we have the same like game model as Survivor. Um, w- whenever we do a league, we test out these new mechanics and we try these new things, and then sometimes it stays in the game and sometimes it doesn't and mm-hmm. it's to various degrees this is exactly what survivor does every season they will try stuff out and the cool stuff stays around and that i found right. very interesting yeah. yeah like they've been doing this a lot longer than we have and it's yep. a model that is very very successful yeah so it's just something i was thinking about there you go so who do you think is going to win this one that is a that's a tough one who to are say. the two teams man there's, there's three teams right oh, now they oh. went from two to three. Oh okay. shit oh um, dude it's like rockstar Oh man, three, three, three uh, <laughs> yeah. antagonists! Holy shit! Yeah, this is this is the the right way to go. Um, so these are all people who had previously played Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, uh, my personal sort of favorite, I think. Actually, I've got a few favorites. Uh, one of them is Michaela, who is like this extreme athlete. She's good at everything, and that makes her a huge threat to everyone. Yep. She that she got taken out oh. in her first season because of that. Um, she's just like an amazing strategist and athlete. And so they just like booted her off like first opportunity. Like, no, we only want the fattest, laziest, yeah, uselessest people. We've yeah, got. those are called goats. I'd be great at that. <laughs> Whoa, they, call, oh, man. they call them goats, and they take them to the end. Oh wow! Because they know they can win against them at the final vote. Yeah, that's um, yes, that's so. Do people rock oh, in there but, being goats? But being a goat is an interesting strategy. Yeah. You can play as a goat yeah. because you get taken to the end. Mm. Yeah. How 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 can you play as a goat? You just you be basically uh, useless. You you act as a subordinate. Right. Right. You let someone else yeah. make the decisions and you go along with them. Yeah. And uh, then, and and you you don't really excel in any field until like towards the end when yeah. you're like, by the way, this is my whole game plan. Yeah. This, yeah. This, yeah. By the way, I'm actually. Wait, does uh, that happen often? It has happened, yeah. That's um, awesome. Uh, man, Survivor's so much fun <laughs> to watch. Uh, probably terrible to play. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the other one I re- I'm, I'm rooting for is Sandra. Right. Who is the only person to never lose Survivor. Oh. She's never been voted off. She has played twice and won twice. So are these, has... are these all are these <laughs> no the previous she, does people? Does she look like a goat? What's no, going she's, on there? She is... Uh, I, she's I don't, goat? Her strategy is odd um it seems like in her first two seasons she basically her her strategy was i just don't want to get voted off at every vote i consider the best way to not get voted off yeah and it's if it's not her it doesn't matter who else it is yeah um and playing like a vote at a time actually went went very well for her yeah yeah um this time she is so aggressive oh shit and like she was like 
there was like a, some very strong confrontations and like lots of lots you, of like uh, shouting and language and like oh man. Do you she think it's gone to her head though that like she not she's won twice? That's a good. So question. she's like I'm I'm fucking yeah, king of this. Dog. I know what's doing. You should well, listen to me. She I'm keeps saying twice. like. You, you you can't take down the queen, baby. See, that's <laughs> she's, oh, no, she's, she's making herself a target. She, but here's here's what I, I I wonder if she's making herself intentionally a target. Oh, yeah. Because who who's gonna let her win the third time, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, the, yeah. I mean, she would already be a target because yeah. she, she can't win the third time. There's yeah. no way that's gonna happen. But she and she's been like sort of talked about as the target of like all three votes or whatever so yeah. far. And every time she's just like cleanly made it through. And wow. I, we don't understand how or why. <laughs> yeah. She's just a master she manipulator. It's, yep. it's so she's... interesting to watch. Oh, man. If, yeah, if you don't great. watch Survivor and or if you've if you've never w- tried watching Survivor, you should try watching Survivor um, because that it is a it is a game. It is it is the most exciting game show, basically, yep. is what it is. Um, and it's it is a game that like. Uh, fans of games can watch and and appreciate the underlying design decisions, like the decision to to make these two tribes vote uh, one person out, mm. has such interesting implications, not just for that vote, but for like all subsequent alliances. Yeah, and, and actually, the 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 tribal council where that happened was the craziest one I've ever seen, where they were. In the middle of like talking to Jeff, they started like whispering to each other, and then uh, stood up and started like making huddles and like talking. And Jeff, Jeff just stopped, stopped yeah. talking. And they're like, "There's people going back and forth between the two huddles, giving each other information. Wow. We're gonna vote out this person. Oh, no, okay. Well, then we'll vote out this person. Okay, use your idol on this person. And then the person goes, "They're using the idol on this person." And like, it went wow. on like for ten minutes. It was amazing. Are there uh, cross tribe alliances then? Um, yes. Yeah. Whenever there's like a, a merge or like a shuffle or whatever, oh, yeah, yeah. people will like remember their relationships from previous tribes, but now they're in a new tribe and that they're inevitably going to build new relationships. Yeah. And so when it, when it comes back to a merge or whatever, it's not really clear where the, where the ties are yep. anymore, you know? Yeah. It is, it is it's pretty so cool. interesting. It used to, I used to think how survival was just about like stupid games about like diving down and getting right. buckets of stuff. Yeah. And, it, 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 it seemed like, Camp Frattles. Yeah, right? yeah. Like school camp Frattles. But it's, but, but it's not. It's, it's, about, it's really not. Yeah. That's part of it. The challenges are part of it. Mm. But it seems like the real game is... The, the game is social. Yeah, the, yeah. The challenges are, are how you keep yourself fed yeah. and happy. Uh, and then how you win the game is in, almost entirely social. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds it sounds pretty great. It's fascinating. Yeah. Um, and the, the social maneuvers people will do where they will intentionally foil their own team's like strategy because it pushes them further in the game or whatever. Yep. Um, I could talk about survivor for ages. <laughs> you know what? I, I might talk about survivor and I, I might just like have a survivor episode. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear me talk about survivor <laughs> and my thoughts on survivor, you should email us, uh, at, uh, frenzy questions at gmail.com or tweet us at frenzy cast mm. or our Facebook page, Facebook slash frenzy cast. Have you guys got anything else to talk about? Uh, Dave Chappelle's back. He, yep. He's fantastic. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yep. Blake? <laughs> um, nah. <laughs> nah. Um, we could probably do a couple of quick questions, do you think? Uh, yeah, like sure. We've got, we've got some stuff piling yeah, we've, up. Yeah, we've, we've had some questions for a while. Yeah. Being a bit lazy about this. 
more well, like we, we just we, had a lot to talk we about. We can read out the uh, Joe's Pizza yeah, sure. recipe. This is uh, an email we got from Joe. I learned a lot from you guys. It's time to give back. This is this is Joe's Pizza recipe. Number one, have a slice of pizza. Overnight pizza carton flavor is an added bonus. I assume that means when that pizza has been in its box overnight. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. You put, number two, put that slice in a very hot pan for 30 seconds or so. Number three, flip it over. Another 30 seconds or so on this side as well. Number four, question marks? Number five, profit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what, Joe? That's an all right recipe. Here's here's another one I like. Put two pieces of pizza uh, with their tops against each other in a sandwich press. Dude, we've been talking about that, right? Yeah. We got we got a, a some a listener wrote in with that exact thing yeah, that I've yeah. been wanting to try. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, um, you you what you tried it? I've had it before. Yeah. Oh, sh- it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> you're just telling me this now. <laughs> what? Well, well, as I meant what to update you on on my all of my oh. everything I've ever done with a pizza, it, oh. it's a long long. What else list. have you done with a pizza that oh. you're not telling me? <laughs> Do you really want to hear it all? <laughs> uh, uh, I we we I've I've gotten back into like baking it again. You just, right. you just put it in the oven at yeah. a high heat for just like five minutes or whatever, yep. and you wow. get you get some crispness, you get some melty cheese. It's it's real good. Has anyone ever tried? I'm putting this out to the listeners. Yeah, deep fryer. I've been I've been talking Whoa. about wanting to get one. Yep. But you want that is USB that even possible? powered desk <laughs> yeah. deep fryer, right? Yeah, I want to just soak it in a deep fryer. Yeah, man. It's barely at temperature. <laughs> <laughs> No, but if anyone has a deep fryer, I, I people, people tell me not to do it. We have a deep fryer. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Have I've, you tried this? I have never tried deep fryer. That sounds like it would be great. See, I think the bread is probably like the the thing that you yeah, want to not put in a deep fryer. That's the problem. It's going to what's it's going to immediately soak up the oil yep. and then that oil is going to cook it from the inside out and it's yep. just going to be uh, like a crispy mess. Yeah, you pull this thing out. Yeah. Half the oil will come out with it too. Yeah. Um, I don't think deep fried pizza will work. mm what about, you know what? what about what doing it with? Batted this thing? I, you're, oh. So I'm thinking more like maybe like a calzone style mm. that might work, where like it is a sealed uh, pastry mm. with pizza filling, and then you deep fry that or something. Oh yeah, that might be. Yeah, okay, that might work. A whole bunch of cheese on the inside. Yeah, cheese and sauce, and and maybe some meat in there. Yeah. Is that okay? At what point does it go from just reheating old pizza to I'm making a new food? <laughs> I'm I'm making a new dinner here. Well, here's the real question is, at what point does pizza become something else? Because pizza was originally just flatbread, some sauce, some like oregano and like cheese and some tomatoes or whatever, right? And that was was it. But now you've got like meat and then you've got like seafood and then there's dessert pizzas and then there's calzones, which are like folded pizzas. And then pineapples got involved somehow. If if you have like – and then there's like stuffed crust and then like – triple crust mm. there's like all these really crazy things what happens if you like at what point does a pizza become a new food uh where's mm. the line omelet omelet is a <laughs> basically an egg pizza <laughs> however there are pizzas with eggs on them like the yep. australian yeah, yeah. With eggs on them yeah but substitute the bread for i think when you take that bread away it's not, it's not a pizza. ah ah, oh, ah. Oh. there is a low carb pizza recipe where instead of like pizza dough mm. you use uh cheese and egg oh shit and you make the, you make the base out of basically fried cheese and egg well mm. there's a gluten-free but uh, that's still pizza so. i mean there's a gluten-free way of doing it where instead of flour you're using like mashed up cauliflower to make the base yeah okay how, how does yeah. that hold together i don't know it, i've never done it 
I just heard about it. I've, I think I have had that. Yeah. It's it's fine. Um, you can also use like mashed up cauliflower as a substitute for rice. I've yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Do you like cauliflower? Either of you? Yeah. I, I can't. I can't think of the last time I had cauliflower. It's like flavorless broccoli. Yeah. It's a good conveyor of flavor, though. You can like if you if you put in a stir fry or whatever, it, it soaks up that sauce. Okay. okay. Yum. Yeah. Broccoli does as well. Mm. Mm. Get that sauce in there. I'm on that. I'm on that broccoli. Yeah. You want the broc? Yeah, man. We, should we make a food podcast? <laughs> Email us. We should do a food podcast. Should we make a food podcast? Tweet at us at FrenzyCast. Just hashtag food. Just that's all you need to tweet hashtag at us. It. Hashtag it's food. Hashtag food. Uh, you can also rate us on iTunes. You should tell your friends about us. Uh, and you should check out the Australian Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. It's hashtag AGPN on Twitter. Or they've got a Facebook t- group, uh, which is facebook.com slash groups slash AGP network. Uh, they might get a website. We've got a website frenzygamer.wordpress.com and a YouTube channel. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Do we now want to answer one more question and then go? Yes. Yeah, All right. Uh, let's have a look here. This is this is one that I want I want to read out. This is from Brian. He says, "Love the podcast. Love Poe. Love you guys. But I have to say, Blake is my favorite. Not because he's particularly talented or funny <laughs> or handsome." Or smart, he he really wins. <laughs> is that a compliment then at that point? But, <laughs> but because he sounds exactly like Stephen Merchant, he would love to hear Blake say these lines if it's not too much to ask. He wants to hear. So why don't you start with these? Oh, you've got it in front of you, I've right? Got, I've got them here. Say them. I'll say a few. Oh, those are the crap turrets, weren't they? <laughs> I I kind of get where he's coming from. Yeah, Do another one. Uh, <laughs> and forty potato batteries. Embarrassing. Eh, I think you could do better. One more. You could punch it up a little. Let there be light. That's uh, God I was quoting. I was quoting God. Yeah, all right. I'll give you yeah. like a like a six out of ten. So he I'm I'm gonna come <laughs> so I'm gonna come back at you two here. Okay. All right. If I'm the Stephen Merchant of this podcast, yeah. who's the Ricky Gervais of this podcast and who's Ooh. the Carl Pilkington Ooh. of this podcast? <laughs> yeah, email us. Nick, why'd you okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell us, yeah, tell us, like. All right. Tell us who's who. Well, I was I was actually asking you two that. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought you I two don't want to decide. Uh, <laughs> that's too much pressure. I want to hear what our fans think. So let us know, and uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. See ya. See ya. Bye. Did you watch Iron Fist? I don't even know what that is. That's the new Marvel series? Yeah. Is it good? Uh, it's okay. Is it on the TV? Uh, no. <laughs> Did you Fuck watch this? It's on the Netflix. <laughs> Did you watch Luke Cage? Yeah. Um, I watched Jessica Jones, and I really liked it. Yeah, I really liked Jessica Jones. As well. uh, and I didn't watch any of the... I, I tried watching Daredevil. I think I watched the first two episodes, and yeah. I wasn't a big fan. Yeah, same. I, I started watching Daredevil, got like maybe three episodes in. And then stopped watching it. And then Jessica Jones came out and I watched all of that. Yeah. And then I went back to Daredevil and watched that and then watched season two. And mm. now I'm on board for whatever they throw at me. So how is Luke Cage and Daredevil and, and Iron Fist compared to Jessica uh, Jones? Uh, I th- I think Jessica Jones is the best one. Uh, Iron Fist is definitely the weakest. Okay. Um. Dead, the Daredevil, both both seasons of Daredevil are pretty good. Like I really liked season two. 
Actually, actually, there was season two was really cool because um, the Punisher came into it, right? And he is base he he's basically uh, he he has the same thing of like we want to get rid of criminals and all that. But he's chaotic he, neutral. Yeah, right? yeah, he'll just kill him. He'll just kill these fools. Yeah. Where Daredevil's like, no, we gotta lock them up. We gotta killing you. It's just as bad as them. And there's this fantastic uh, episode where Daredevil is just basically chained up on a roof, like. Um, arguing with Punisher over which is the right way to do things. Mm. It's fucking, it's it's great because you're like, yeah, like I agree with both of them, but then the Punisher is just like, nah. Sometimes you just have to, yep. you just have to kill him. Yep. <clears throat> uh, and, and what's Daredevil's approach? And Daredevil is like, you, just, you beat him up and you 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 be, you, you, <laughs> you beat him up. Yeah, he, he's he's like a Batman. Yeah. I mean, he's just creating paraplegics left and yeah. right. <laughs> he'll, he'll ruin lives, but yeah, he won't yeah. take lives. Won't, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, but no, he's the thing I'll of like... i gentleman. He's, a, he's, he's the kind of like, you got to leave him for the police kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, and, and Punisher's like, they'll just get out. You know, what you're doing isn't actually solving anything. Like, it's yep. short-sighted. Yep. You need to get in there and just like shotgun some dudes do, in the do face. Do they ever explore that? Well, they, do they just yeah. leave it there? They, no, they no, say they, their points and then they, they, no, they, they, they like their whole on. season is based is is around is one of the major subplots is all around those two different philosophies yep. and and Punisher's uh, right, right? Yeah, kind of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like in you the know, end, you know why he's right though? What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> right because the bad guys. Can't complain. The, the dead bad guys yeah. have no voice anymore. Oh yeah, that's true. They're silenced completely. I mean, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. There's this cool thing where um, I, I don't want to spoil it for you if you watch it, but uh, early on in that season, um, because the main bad guy from the last season is out. He's mm-hmm. he's in jail. Yep. He got put in jail, whereas Punisher would have just killed him. He's in jail, uh, causing problems. Yeah. Um, but uh, this this other group of uh, they're Irish mobsters. Mm. And like this dude comes over from Ireland and he's like, you guys don't, you know, you guys have been fucking up. Well, I'm here to like fix it and shit like that. And they're having this meeting about like what they're going to do. And then fucking the room just gets full of bullets. And it turns out as the Punisher just like was standing outside shooting them all. And it's like, that's the end of them. <laughs> and, and, and you thought like, these were going to be the new main bad guys oh, for yeah. the season. <laughs> they're like, no, nah, it's not. Shit. But do, do do they show a thing of like Daredevil crippling a guy, putting him in jail, and then he comes out and he's a good person? No, no, of not. That, that doesn't happens. happen. <laughs> that doesn't oh. happen. But that would prove Punisher wrong, wouldn't it? Yeah, but <laughs> like, there's there's like no no one almost hardly anyone is getting uh, reformed here. Mm. Like maybe there is like I can't remember exactly, but there might be some people that change their ways. But in general, they go to jail where all the other bad guys are, and they just continue being bad guys. Yeah. And then they come out, and they're still bad guys. Yeah. Okay. But they're all organized together. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to listen? Yep. Cool. <clears throat> Man, I don't. I don't like these superhero shows. Um, Jessica Jones was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, what, what's her Jones thing? Was really cool. What's, what's her deal? Uh, she's basically invulnerable, more or less. Like mm. she's she just like a Wolverine. Take- Sort no, she's, um, is similar. She still gets hurt. She's yeah. strong, I thought. Because she got shot. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, Luke Cage is the yeah, invulnerable Luke, Luke Cage yeah, is the guy that's she's like She's just really fucking strong. Yeah. Um, and the what made that show so good is, first of all, Jessica Jones, and uh, the actress 
really nails the role in my opinion. She's feisty and 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 sassy, sassy and um, fun to watch. But the 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 real clincher for me was the villain was extremely compelling in more than one way. Yeah, he was really good. Was yeah. it Michael Fassbender? No, it was David Tennant, one of the yeah. doctors, no, one of the fun. Doctor Who. Yeah, he he was. I was close, man. He was an yeah, exceptional <laughs> bad guy. Yeah, he was. And and oh man, and he. He, you had moments where you understood him, his yes. way of doing when, things. When you learn his story, it's it's it, oh yeah, for it's sure. hard. You you start to sort of sympathize with him, but you also you you've mm. built up such a hatred to this because he's just yeah. he's so malicious. But you and, you and start powerful. to sympathize with him, and you think, oh, maybe they should like try and save this guy from his evil ways, and they start trying to do that, but then he's just straight up a monster anyway so you're yeah. like fuck it like even though i feel bad about what happened to you in the past what what's his goal man oh dude i like <laughs> his goal is to just hang out oh yeah yeah he's he's that's not you, that's your goal he's man. got one of the <laughs> best superpowers no he totally Who? has one um the, the, david the, tennant no his goal is not just to hang out in general he, he's he wants just to be a part of the crew no I he mean, his, he, his 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 he he ruins lives sort of, yeah but I don't he, that's not his it. goal He's just he, his he, real goal in the series is to is to get Jessica. Jones well, yeah, that that that's true. That is her, his real goal. But with his superpower, he could almost he could take like take over the world yes. kind of thing. But he doesn't. He's just like I want to live in a flash apartment and have servants. Apartment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This fucking like guy. he he'll just this... he just goes up to an apartment and says. I'm going to live here now. And they're like, oh, you're going to live here now. Yeah. What? Well, <laughs> because should, he's got that uh, power of uh, he, He's persuasion. got really high charisma. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Okay. Yeah. You should watch that show. That, <clears throat> show's, that show is worth watching yeah. for sure. Um, I don't want to spoil it because no. that's, that's, watching that unfold is so incredible. Yeah, it's, it is really cool. I, I tend to pick things apart and I don't think I like these superhero movies. Um, a lot of Jessica them. Jones is a, you could probably pick it apart if you really tried, but it's. Uh, I I had no problem suspending disbelief, mm. which was different to Daredevil. Daredevil, I felt while watching it like this is kind of hokey and kind of. Okay. It got uh, it got real bad when he gets the suit because it just looks like a cartoon suit. And okay. Like, oh. <laughs> Jessica Jones doesn't wear a suit. She's just a badass. Okay. It's it's really worth Jeez, watching. Jessica yeah. Jones is like probably the realest. I think. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, like, no, it's it's the, really the worth watching. Like a compl- like actually has crazy super, like a crazy superpower, mm. and she's like ultra ultra strong. It's very grounded. I think it doesn't yeah. get too. It's not dealing with um like Daredevil gets into, uh, secret societies and like. It's not no one. Shit. No one has like laser vision. You know, okay. it's it's all. Mm. Um, it's it's more. But Luke Cage is pretty grounded as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is yeah. he like a Dwayne the Rock Johnson?